Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Stupid is stupid, doesn't it? Oh, sometimes that's what I think about the New York Giants fan base and the organization as a whole. This is Tim. This is New York Giants Straight Talk, powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Yep, it's going to be one of those videos, boys and girls. So strap in, because this ride might get a little bumpy. Why? I went on Twitter. I don't know why. I, I really don't know why. I, I literally do not understand why I go on Twitter, because it, it is just one of those things that it causes me agita. It causes me uh, aggravation. It, it just It just makes me not happy. And I'm a happy guy in general. Anyone that meets me always says one thing. You know what's so funny about you, Tim? And I say, what? Said my sterling sense of humor. Like, no, you, you, you are always up. You're always upbeat. You're always fun. You're always friendly. You always want to have a good time. But then you go on Twitter and it's giant. I think maybe it's just giant Twitter that aggravates the hell out of me. And, and some of the things I was thinking about, I was, I was, I was reading some of these posts on Twitter yesterday is sometimes the giant organization aggravates the hell out of me as well. Cause it goes everywhere. Be from the coaching staff to Things like the Daniel Jones contract, the Waller trade, the Wondell Robinson 82 percent catch percentage. It also gets down into the the fact about what you know the the Daniel Jones contract and and how people, especially content creators, were sucking on the boob of Daniel Jones for five years and then all of a sudden just push him off to the side because they figured out you're five years old, you shouldn't be sucking on a boob. And I know that was kind of graphic, not really. I thought it was kind of funny. That's what she said. Oh, we got the two buttons today. But you, and then I see this idiocy. I see, I, I just see it that people are like, well, you don't draft a quarterback just to take a quarterback. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Because the quarterback is only the the quarterback is the only most important position on the team. It is the only thing. It, it's the only. It, it drives the team. It's the engine. It's the brain of the organization. It's usually the face of the franchise. But you don't take a quarterback just to take a quarterback because you'd rather just not have a quarterback. You know, we 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 rather just have Jersey Shore Tommy Wait for me to drop. I will say one thing about Tommy DeVito. He figured out that his agent's an idiot. His agent had, we, we, we're not going to get into the whole fiasco in reference to the pizza joint and everything that was going on with that and how Tommy DeVito was charging an uh, exorbitant amount of money just for autographs. We're, we're not going to get into that. But they, they had a deal with this pizza restaurant. Then they, they raised the fee from, the appearance fee from 10000 to 20000 And the agent came out and said, no, 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 no. We never did that. We never had a contract. Then what did, what did the pizzeria do? They produced the text messages. So Tommy basically took his agent off to the side and said, hey, listen, you're no longer in charge of my media relations. You're no longer in charge of my personal appearances. This guy is going to run this now. Same guy that works for Tiki Barber, Tiki Barber and Lawrence Tynes, two of the great powerhouses in New York Giants media history. <laughs> but it's a lot better than this guy that he's got now. So I give Tommy credit for he actually went down to the pizza place for free. And he did all that. But to the idiocy of the fact that you don't take a quarterback just to take a quarterback, I agree with that. I agree with that philosophy, except for the fact if you don't have a quarterback. 
If you think going into next season in 2024, you have this warm, fuzzy feeling because of the fact that you have Tommy DeVito and Daniel Jones in that, that, that quarterback room, you are sadly mistaken. You have gone off the deep end. You, you, have, you have gone into a position that it, it just doesn't make any sense. Make the bad man stop. No, the bad man's not going to stop because I'm right. You need to find your quarterback. You need to find your franchise. You need to find the ability to matriculate the ball down the field. You need to find these things. You need to find a guy who has the wherewithal. You need to find a 21st century quarterback who can move in the pocket, who has some fluidity, that can look downfield, and have the ability to avoid the rush. You don't have that in Daniel Jones. You have that in somewhat of Tommy DeVito, but Tommy DeVito doesn't have the arm strength. We went through it on the stream the other day. We read all of the scouting reports on Tommy DeVito coming out of Illinois. They all said the same thing. He doesn't have the arm strength to, 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 to make the throws when his mechanics break down because he, to me, like I said, he's Chad Pennington after the surgery. He's Miami Chad Pennington. You give him the short pass, he'll be able to make that. You do anything 25, 30 yards out, you, you're 50-50. You're but we're going to sit there and just say, no, we don't need to draft a quarterback. We're fine. We gave, we gave Daniel Jones $160 million, and technically we didn't give him to it. We really only gave him 90-plus. But he's still going to be on the books in 2025, even if you move on from him. But the thought process on Twitter is, we don't need a quarterback just to take a quarterback. It, it, it drives me insane. I'm not saying you have to take a quarterback in the first round if you feel there's a guy maybe in the second round that you can get that can be, to be that guy. Maybe there's a Russell Wilson sitting in the third round that you could find that hidden gem. You go after that guy. You go after the face of your franchise. You make it happen, Captain. You do these things. And all of a sudden, my phone is causing static because I, didn't put it, I took, took it off my desk. But that's neither here nor there. But you don't sit there and pontificate this thing. And, and, and then I see people like, well, you know what? They're, they're right about this. You're a fucking idiot if you think the people are right about that. You take a quarterback. You see a quarterback that you know can help your team. You see a quarterback that fits the Brian Dable system. You see a guy that does everything that you want him to do. You go out and get him. This is the year of the quarterback. This is the year of the quarterback draft. You talk about the big five, but there's other guys out there as well. You can find a guy that you can fit in your system. You can find a guy like a, maybe not like a Brock Purdy who came out of nowhere, Mr. Irrelevant, and started as a rookie. You can find those guys now. To sit there and think you're going to go with the similar process and, and the similar mindset is just idiotic. And then after I got over that moment, <laughs> I got into the Darren Waller moment. I, I, fell into the Darren, I fell into the Darren Waller trap with how he's only had one touchdown in nine games. <sighs> remember when it was all about the wedding? <laughs> Do you remember that? Remember when he was getting kicked out of Las Vegas because it was about the wedding? He didn't invite the coach to the wedding. That's why he got moved on from. Oh, no. But some of us smart people said it couldn't be the fact that he's going to be on the wrong side of 30. He's had two years of injuries. He's overpaid on his contract for what his value is right now. And now once you have, as Ricky Henderson so eloquently put it years ago, once you got that hammy, that's it. You're always going to have hammy issues. And he fell into that trap. I remember saying, I said a long time ago, we made this trade. If he, if he stays healthy, if he gives you 14, 15 games, that's going to be a success as long as he catches the ball. But I kept telling people, but I have this fear. He's going to play like in nine games and catch like one or two touchdowns because of the fact that he's going to have these reoccurring injuries. And the smartest thing that Shane did was convert most of his salary to bonus money 
So yes, it was guaranteed, but it's not gonna. It, you, you took away that that financial wherewithal that was gonna cause you in 2024. Yeah, you're gonna still have a number for him in 2024, but it's not gonna be as bad. And then people are like, well, should we stay with him or? And then I saw, should we stay with him or we should we shouldn't move on with him because you know he's still a weapon. He hasn't been a weapon in three seasons now. Three years, he has not been a weapon. Mel Gibson is more of a lethal weapon, and he's 497. You don't keep continuously making the same mistakes, trading for what you perceive to be talent. And sometimes when someone gives you something away, they're just giving it away so you, they get it away from them. And that's what Vegas did. Waller was the guy. Waller was the man four or five years ago. It's the same thing. <clears throat> we're, we're going down the same trail. We got to get weapons. We got to get weapons. We got to get weapons. But we ignore the fact that weapons need to equate to something if you have a quarterback. But no, don't worry. We don't need a quarterback because of the fact that we got to find the right one. And I agree with having to find the right one, but I don't agree with the fact that you pass on a quarterback in this draft because you may not get one in 2024. You may not get one in 2025. You're going to continue to hope that you get a free agent. Free agents aren't pounding down the walls to get to the Giants. We had to overpay Bobby O'Karake. We overpaid Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, hell, even came out and said, Nobody wanted me. The Giants were the only one to give me money. Then I went down. I went down another rabbit hole. Wondell Robinson with the 82% catch percentage. What a force and a weapon the 5'8", 185-pound wide receiver out of Kentucky has been. Hmm. 46 catches, 369 yards for an 8-yard average basically he is a running back out of the backfield these are pedestrian numbers even for a running back he's played in 12 started six and and, and they want to talk about his 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 percentage (laughs) Uh, we don't want to talk about his yak no, I want to talk about that. We don't. We don't. We don't. Because if we talked about that, we we would just be, we would just be we would just be upset. The fact that he's only averaging thirty yards a game receiving, we, we don't. We don't. We don't want to talk about that. We we want. We don't want to talk about that. His yards per target is really six point six. You know, we don't. We don't want to talk about that. We don't. We don't want. We don't want to. We don't want br- to bring that up. Because then, if we bring up those things. It just makes it look worse. His longest reception is 32 yards. Now, this is a weapon. This is a guy that we got to be a difference maker. He's basically a third down back. Can we can we just be honest about it? Can we just be honest about it? No. <laughs> Majority of his passes seem to be coming on second down. That's where the majority of his passes are coming on. His third down percentage is not that great, but we we want to we want to talk about we want to talk about that. We want we don't want to talk about that. His yards after the caps per reception is four. That he's only broken three tackles on receptions, and that his reception per broken tackle is only fifteen point three. We don't want to talk. We don't want to again. We don't want to talk about these things because why? It puts things in perspective. 
but he's a weapon. He's a lethal weapon. He is going to be what he is. He's a third down receiver. Not really, because most receptions come on second down. Who is not going to get you much yak. Who is 5'8", and he's going to get lost in the defense. He doesn't have the premier skills to be a true slot wide receiver, and he doesn't have the side to play on the outside. Size to play, excuse me, size to play on the outside. I'm drinking some black rival. But these, but this, this is a this, and this was all in one day on Twitter. This was all in one day. And, and, and I'm not even going to get into the stupidity of signing JPP. I love JPP. I love Jason Pierre-Paul. Miami waved and was like, we should go get JPP now. Yes, we should because we need JPP to for the last three games of the season. That's what we need. We need an over-the-hill Jason Pierre-Paul who just got waved by Miami to come in here and be over the hill. And that's not a slight against JPP. Sometimes you reach the pinnacle in the end of your career. Nothing wrong with that. But we don't need to keep bringing in players like that for the nostalgic value. We have to get our shit together for the vaunted Eagles. I I, I just got to talk about Brian Dable for a second, though. Brian Dable made the decision that he was going to go with Tommy DeVito. Right, right after the game, he made that he made that decision. He made that in the press conference, and, and I love it because it just makes me laugh. And I and I love people hate I love it because people hate Pat Leonard, but Pat Leonard actually asks questions, and I think that's why people think he's an asshole. Let's listen to the whole. Let's listen to the whole conversation about Tommy DeVito and and Brian Dable. Because I love this. Hey Brian, uh, just curious you you named. Um, you named Tommy the starter for Christmas Day in Philly right after the game. I was just curious why. Well, he's earned it. I, you know, nothing from not going to make a week to week, you know, change. He's he's earned it. Uh, it's not always going to be perfect, but. Um, so Tyrod Taylor has earned earned nothing throughout his entirety of his career, and being a good giant has earned him nothing for the last two years. And the opportunity to play. Isn't your normal process though to like like if a performance doesn't go well, don't you? I, I feel like you normally kind of re- go back, reevaluate. And now Pat Learns right. He, he Brian Dable talks about the time all the time. He's got to go back when something's not working. We need to go back and reevaluate it. We're gonna get a Saquon Barkley in a minute too. Look at your options before making that call, as opposed to just kind of saying it right then and there. Uh, no, I felt comfortable saying it there that he's going to be the starter. Do so you think he gives you the best chance to win in Philly? Yeah, that's why that's why we're playing him. Thanks. Yep. He really I, I I sometimes I don't know if he believes his own shit, Brian Dable. And sometimes I don't know that. He really thinks that Tommy DeVito, who just got exposed from the Saints, is gonna go against Philly, who just lost a bad game against Seattle, who's kind of reeling a little bit in divisions, gotta play catch up, who may need both of these games against the Giants to either maintain or win the division or get some type of home field advantage that he gives us the best opportunity to win. The league has figured it out quick on Tommy DeVito. Give him the short pass. If he wants to take it, maintain your assignments. Don't over pursue. You put a spy in the middle of the field, maybe a linebacker, maybe a safety. You don't, and you just make sure that if he steps up, he doesn't have any running lanes, but don't overcommit on the rush because he's going to take off. 
and don't worry about keep play as play. You can play a soft zone because if he goes anything 25, 30 yards, he's probably going to miss. He's probably going to throw high. So you're telling me he gives you the best opportunity to win. Last thing I want to talk about is Saquon Barkley because I saw this on Twitter as well. Oh, dear Lord. People are like, we don't need Saquon. We don't need him. <laughs> Saquon's been your offense. Saquon is, is and I love it because you go back to people like, well, Saquon is just Saquon. We don't, we don't need him. We, we, we got Daniel Jones. We don't, we, don't, we, don't need any, we don't need any of that crap. He has literally been your offense. And for some unknown godly reason, we can't figure out that if you're going to be a running team, which you should be, you should have somewhat of the ability to run block because run blocking is a hell of a lot easier than pass blocking. You should have the hog mollies enough to run the ball forward, to run it in, to have, to have some kind of movement on that line, but we can't even do that. And I blame Bobby Johnson, according to R0B. Bobby Johnson does not escape blame. I'm, I'm telling you that, but he's not the whole part of the problem. Sometimes you just don't have the talent. A lot of people think these wonderful coaches that we're going to bring in are going to be just all world. And fix all the problems. We've had, what, three or four now? Offensive line coaches in four years? <laughs> doesn't fix the problems, kiddies. It just doesn't. But for those that thought Saquon Barkley wasn't worth it, for those that doesn't thought Saquon Barkley wasn't worth the $10 million, for those that thought that, did you, uh, you, take, you subtract Saquon Barkley away from this offense and it's nothing. The entire league knows, just shut down Barkley. It's all good. Just shut down Barkley. We'll be fine. But there's people out there on Twitter the other day like, we don't need Barkley. If you're going to get a rookie quarterback, you better have a good running game. And that's going to be equating to Saquon Barkley. Oh, but you're precluded from doing that because of the Jones contract and the 60 plus million in dead cap number and the fact that he's going to eat up almost 18, 20% of your cap space. But whatever. <laughs> We're in good hands. Like all state. <sighs> Thank God it's Christmas. Uh, because if it wasn't Christmas, I, I, I would just be having, I would just be having a bad day. <laughs> I'm just joking. Around. We're going to have a big stream for an hour on Sunday from 10 to 11. It's going to be the online big blue Christmas party. So make sure everyone's there. Make sure you attend, make sure you're wearing your Christmas best. Cause we're going to be giving stuff away. We're going to have a really good time. So hope everyone can make it. And as always, don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to ring that bell. Cause you want to know why. That'd be awesome.